Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by an absolute legend digital entrepreneur, businesswoman, dating expert, and digital pimp, <laughs> Tina Wilson. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm like literally so happy that I have some human contact. <laughs> Anytime, literally. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I don't even want this conversation to end already because the chat we had before, like my face is hurting. So I'm quite excited to see where this goes. It's good. It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> I'm excited, but I've, there's there's a question that I've got to ask, right? So, as like I get the kind of the finger point at me quite a lot, especially when it comes to like relationships and dating, right? That you know, oh, you know, you're 30 now, like you should settle down, you should find someone, you should do this, like, and it's difficult. It is really, really difficult in this kind of like day and age. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, but I wanted to get your advice on how <laughs> to do that because i've i've used the dating apps i've you know i've slid into the dms on instagram but i also am my own worst enemy when it comes to dating because i like the idea of dating but then when it gets to that like second third date i'm like oh i don't know now yeah i just don't really think that you're ready and I say that with respect, like, I feel like you would yeah, have no, fun no. dating. Like, yeah. You would have fun dating. If you could be going out with a different person every few weeks and having drinks and keeping it super casual, you probably sound like you would enjoy that rather than yeah. trying to find the one. 
mm-hmm. and being like, or, or if you're saying after, why after date two or three, or maybe you just haven't met the right one. Is it, if it's kind of date two or three, are you just like, I'm over this or you just can't be I, bothered? I nitpick. So I will look mm-hmm. for a fault in someone and there's only been there's only ever been two girls that I've never found a fault with that I still to this day kind of regret the situation that happened. But obviously it, everything happens for a reason. But I've now I'm in a situation where, especially like last summer, like I was kind of dating someone, you know, when we were allowed to go to like, you know, we were allowed that little bit of freedom in summer. And this sounds really bad, but like before the date had even started, I had my doubts, but I thought, you know what, just go, give it a go. And then we were getting the train down to London just to have like a bit of a day out. And straight away, I was like, no. So, and it's just like, I've now, I'm annoyed because I kind of, I've wasted my own time. I've wasted their time. I've wasted quite a big chunk of money. (laughs) And it's just like- But you know what, how uh, well did you know them before? Right, so as you were, before you went on a date with them, what was the up until then? Did you just like slide um, into the DMs and be like, we should do something no. next week? <laughs> um, Putting you on the spot now. Yeah, because this is going to sound really bad and I don't know if they even listen to this show, right? It's but, right. So we started chatting around around Christmas time, not the Christmas just gone, the Christmas before. And my mom got really poorly just before Christmas. So I kind of cut things off again. I was like, look, I'm really sorry. I can't give you what you need or want right now. Like this is where my attention needs to be. So there was, (laughs) oh God, I am. We had no contact from like January until my, my 30th birthday was in April. And so we hadn't had any kind of contact at all in that period of time and then on my birthday like we had like a few little messages and she messaged to say I've put a look at your doorstep and at that point obviously my heart was pounding I was like I said to my sister I was like there's something on the door she was like like, I was like no stay here like we dropped to the floor we were like (laughs) this sounds horrible and I I, you know I I was raised by women like I, I say this all the time so apologies if this makes me sound like a dick but yeah, so, you know, she'd gone to quite a lot of effort with, like, homemade cakes and this, that, and the other. And it was really, really Bless sweet. A little bit odd, but it was really sweet. Like, the thought was there. But Very then thoughtful. Yeah. But then around July, because then I felt like I had to do something back, I arranged all this kind of, like, we went to climb the O2 Arena. And I thought we went on a double date with, like, my friends. And I'd already said to them, said, like, oh, I'm not quite feeling this this that and the other but then my friends were like no give it a go you always do this and I did and it didn't end well <laughs> she didn't want to go did you like it was no, for the wrong I reason and this person may have been you know what there's always it's right person wrong time I truly yeah. believe going through oh, the yeah. process of like you could meet the right person too early you don't realize it and then you could uh, right person wrong time Right. So you have to be ready for that person to come into your life. If you're not ready, it's like it's just not going to work. And it sounds really there's no quick fix to it, but it's almost an acceptance of you bless you thinking she went to so much effort. I'll give her a good day out. 
but this isn't charity with your dating life. And that sounds awful. But at the same time, had you... Heart is pounding. I mean, I like, I've never told anyone that. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've literally, I'm now, I'm now the interviewer. I'm sweating. Give, give me the headset. I need to come to the studio. I need to come to the studio. No, but do you know what? It's that thing of she had her side of the street. Maybe she was thinking, oh God, like he's had a really tough time. She wanted to do something nice, gesture. Yeah. She didn't know how to do it. So she did that. But then it's almost that awkwardness, right? Which is like, oh, we should go on a date then. It's like those expectancies yeah. of you in life when really your gut knew it wasn't it in there. And maybe not saying this, and I think maybe she was like, oh God, I feel bad for him. I want to cheer him up. Like yeah. you kind of both had like weird energies going into it. Yeah. So I feel like it's not going to work, right? Like she's there thinking, oh, you know, give it a go. Give him a, I mean, who knows? Maybe she was thinking, oh, I'll, and give him a happy happy time like you know he's had a rough time like maybe she yeah. was being kind I mean maybe not True. but it's that thing of like you never truly know and so I would say I prefer brutal honesty and even yeah. though it's really tough I think it's better to be kind of harsh but fair in that someone if they just cut you off or ghost you I know people get really offended about this ghosting thing I'm mm -hmm. like if I don't want to talk to you I don't want to explain why right it could be that you remind me of my brother it could be that you've got smelly breath like <laughs> why should I have to come out and make myself awkward to tell you this? Like, yeah. I just don't want to do it. And so, yes, you've got this human rights to this, like wanting to know what someone's going on, but you don't have the right. And so for me, I think that's what's always been good about having my friends who would be like, oh, Tina, you sound like a psycho. Or, you know, like you're like, oh yeah, reality check. Like sometimes when you're in that world, you can't always see the wood for the trees. So having someone that can kind of, that knows you pretty well that's like why are you doing this again right like yeah it's, they watch your habits right you and it's more generally your behavior has more to do with you than them right and that's yeah. not to not to take it away from that person but it's like it's true you're probably like had a crappy time you're trying to like oh get back into life and stuff but really you just heart wasn't in it anyway and so i feel like if you're trying to force it and make it happen it's not going to happen. It's like people that go on these dating sites. I have friends in New York that give three hours a day to four or five different dating sites. They use it wow. like a job and they are like, got to find them, got to find them, be efficient with my time, you know, loser and stuff. And they're on them for years. Right. And it truly is because they're not, they kind of got all their own baggage from previous relationships yeah. and they're not really ready, but they don't know it. And so you kind of watch it objectively when it's not you, because I've been the craziest person ever. Um, but, but when it's not you, you're able to just be like, hey, do you realize you're doing this? Or, And for me, that was always the most helpful, right, with friendships and, and relationships. And again, your friends are kind of being like, come on, I, you know, just you always do this, but maybe you always do it because it's not the right one. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to fit a square into a round or whatever that is. It's like. You just haven't met your one and you're 30. If I think, who was I? I'm trying to think, not 30, but if I was dating the same person I was when I was 25, God forbid I would end up with them, right? Like it's like a whole different world now. Yeah. Like people generally don't get married as early. And I would probably say the people that are telling you to settle down and find someone probably are settled down. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah, know yeah. if that's true or not, but it's yeah, that no, thing of like. Absolutely. When you were, when I went off to the US and created like a bit of a, it wasn't an eat, lay, eat, pray, love moment, but it was a bit like, oh, I have this passion, kind of feel like I've got this idea. Um, 
should I do it or not? And I've always been pretty risk averse, but I was like, no, like, I feel like I really, this could be something right with women. Yeah. I really feel like I should do it. And most of my friends who were married with kids or in relationships were like, you're mad. You've got a lovely life in London. Why would you take a risk? Why would you not? And what was interesting was initially I was a bit like, oh, that's not, you know, I didn't feel very supportive, but I learned it's like, it kind of challenges their life, right? They look yeah. and they're like, well, if she's doing this, like get a bit of FOMO, right? So one of the reasons for having Wingman is that there is no FOMO, right? It's literally like they still get to be involved with you and stuff That's and they're brilliant. able to like weigh in. So I think for me, that was a big part of it, right? My married girlfriends literally used to try and set me up on dates with people that they fancied because they wanted to live vicariously through me. Like, oh, look at him. He looks like a sex god. I'm like, people are like, I'm not here for your like amusement. But at the same time, so those the moments break it up. Has now yes. become the pimp. <laughs> Fair play. What a turn of yes. events. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I've turned it round. Turned it round now. <laughs> there's there's part of your story, and I know like <clears throat> we've we've had like a really good chat. There's a part of your story that I kind of want to touch upon. Um, if obviously you're okay to talk about, but you had a pretty rough time of it yourself if i'm being correct oh my god yes oh yes i did no, i was looking oh, at you then as if to say like this. someone's calling me oh bless you like is it okay oh my I god like, i literally i think i have to say i would share no i would share anything about my experiences just because i feel like i have learned from other people sharing theirs i've heard i remember when i first went into New York there was a lady called Susie Crippen who was the founder of J Brand and I was there kind of oh I don't really know what I'm doing and stuff and she got up at this big awards ceremony where people were honoring her for all of her work that she'd done and she was just like gave this most excellent speech banterous she was ripping on herself being like I was 35 when I started J Brand I was working yeah. in a coffee shop before that right and the, and so like her little voice saying I was like well, she did it maybe I could do it right so I think you never know what kind of an honest or kind word would help to push yeah. someone through and I actually messaged her on Instagram not so long ago just being like I hope you don't think I'm a weirdo but I just <laughs> want to say that you gave this speech six years ago in New York at this particular place and it really resonated with me and she was like oh no that's so nice that you said that so for me I think yes I did have a pretty crappy time of I had a car accident um and I was um I was in hospital for months I had yeah. jackknifed under a lorry on the M25 which is like a um so I was trapped under there for a few hours and I had all these like oh, ambulances wow. and firemen cutting me out and then I went I was taken to hospital I was in intensive care for a few weeks they had to put I broke my legs my arms my pelvis feet like it was like and I was really oh, wow. cut up. So I had lots of like glass and lacerations and all lots of yeah. weirdness. Um, and so I, it took me a long while. Like I was in hospital for a few months after that. I, I came around after six weeks being like, what happened? Yeah. And being like, where am I? Like what on earth happened? And it was just literally just this freak accident of this lorry just changed everything right like literally from one day to the next this was my plan this was what I was doing yeah it's pretty just thing and then it was like oh yeah you can't walk for now your arms are not working your nerve damage and stuff and you're like 
what like what? What? how yeah. how how like and so and interestingly I'd been to Thailand before that and I'd kind of been trekking in all these weird places and then it's like you come home and I'm like 10 miles away from my mum's and I'm like how did that happen right like yeah. it's just that moment in time and so for me yeah I think I had so it wasn't just the pain the painful stuff for me was yes was the rehabilitation and all of that stuff but for me was I had a lot of scarring and I had a lot of plastic surgeries for like four or five years after and so I had to wear all these weird bandages and it was like very very it was like my whole world became that right it was just like what appointment here what appointment there and everyone was like oh it's so lucky you could have died like I get it but I just it's not ideal like you know like there's and there are there's always someone worse but for me, it was definitely the mental stuff that got me. Like for yeah. me, after a few years of being a hermit um, and just like, I'm just not going out. I don't need to drive. Yeah. don't need to get on a plane. don't need to do any of that. That was like, it came to a point where I'm like, you probably need, like someone's yeah. a wingman or a friend was like, you need to get some therapy. Like you're basically like really like a recluse. You haven't been out of the house for months. And it took someone saying it. I was like, yeah, like you just don't realize, right? You have that, that moment where you're like, okay, so to hear it. And so I got treated for post-traumatic stress, which when I started having it, I kind of committed to doing, it's like years I was in therapy. It wasn't like a, and again, if I'd known then what was ahead, I was just like, oh, I'll just go along and have a chat with this person. And I think I, at that stage, I got to the point where I was so sick of being scared of everything. Yeah. You know, like no one wanted to go in a car with me. I was like a lunatic, <gasps> like danger everywhere, yeah. this hypervigilance of like, this could happen, that could happen. Well, if I had a car crash, maybe a plane might crash on me. Like it became this, it, and in your own mind, the mind is so powerful. And yeah. so for me, It was the years after that, like that rehab, getting through all of that, all of those issues and um, all the things that pop up within that, right? It's like, oh, I never was crazy compulsive before. I didn't think I was. Why am I now got crazy OCD? It it rips you apart, doesn't it? Until, and like, you don't realise. You don't realise. And it's, I think when you have those lesser moments, it's like everything that's in you, you get that it comes out right it like rises to the top and the crazy monster is going to be like here I am right to like terrify you more and so for me it's like having gone through that like having had the the experience of being like terrified to get in a car literally passing out on the roadside I mean how dramatic how dramatic I mean I literally be like when I look back I'm like oh god like my mum's Irish who would just be saying to me you know get on with it off off you know have a cup of tea and you'll be fine (laughs) But it was real, like there was not like mentally how it affects your physical body, like it was so bizarre. And so for me, I think having all of that therapy, along with the experience of struggling with a lot of body image and, you know, not being able to control how your body looks and scarred in places that people are mean, like people were so mean to me. They were like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, you look awful. What have you done? What? do people behave? These are people that you would see out and you're just like, those moments just make you more aware, more self-aware, I think more empathic with other people where you're just a bit like, you have no idea how, what your words affect have on others. 
you should really mind them. And so I think for me, that's why I'm always super open about stuff. Cause I'm like, do you know what? If there was one person that had had that crappy thing said to them and they see someone years down the line saying, yeah, that happened to me and I'm fine now. And I felt like it was just the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But actually I was able to be really brave, take a big risk when I got to New York and was just like, do you know what? I feel scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so that, even though it isn't the same as having a car accident, it's like that thing of like pushing past your yeah. fears, learning, knowing kind of inside that it will make you better. Like you're going to I say push this past quite a lot it. on this show. And it's something that I posted quite recently, but it's by opening up and having these kind of conversations and talking about your struggles and what you've been through your experiences, it becomes other people's survival guides. And that, again like we, we mentioned it before we started and especially with what you've just said you know there might be people out there who had been through a similar thing who struggles with scars struggle with their self-confidence hearing this now and being like well do you know what you know at that point like without kind of putting words into like you kind of thought like well this is it now this is this is what life yeah. is and you're just you're literally just it's stuck you're stuck aren't you and so for me I think I was in so many different groups and again this is social phobia like I wouldn't go out like yeah. if I was out I was literally oh there's a fire next door and it felt real like I truly believe there was a fire going to start next door yeah. and I had to be like constantly on this hyper vigilance mode and it's exhausting and I've had people I know that have had small smaller traumas and stuff and I'm like I think you should probably get some therapy like because it's almost just changing the lens like you yeah. are able to it can be easily fixed it's a bit of work but if you are given, you know, a bit of expertise and someone's able to point out some things to you, you're like, oh, I'm doing that again. Right. I should. They give you yeah. tools to cope. I feel like life has changed so much from probably the olden days where it's like <laughs> you should have like a bit of a guide as to help to deal yeah. with some of this stuff. And so for me, I think I'm definitely, um, you know, body image. Yes. that I think being a very perfectionistic person is good in some ways and it helps you yeah. do your job and you're really fastidious about doing stuff and when something goes out of your control and you can't control it it sends you into like complete yeah. craziness and so whether that is with your body image or whether it's eating or drinking or whatever it's like for me it was like recognizing those triggers and being yeah. able to be like ah yeah gonna do that again and so again having your team your you know whether it's a therapist whether it's your friends or people that know you really well are kind of those ones that bring you a bit more down to earth I think you are incredible literally I could sit and listen to you talk all day seriously oh my God, I love that right we're needing proper waffle we need an <laughs> yeah. waffle in person waffle exactly <laughs> as soon as I'm allowed to leave so the house true. and go past the co-op I'm there Please. <laughs> I have got one final question for you and <laughs> it's the most stupidest thing ever but like what are your thoughts on chat up lines like do you think they're a good thing or do you think they're a bad thing no I think they're a good thing I think it's, yeah I have it I have admiration for someone who approaches you right it takes balls so yeah. already even if they come up and give you a cheesy line no matter what they say you have to tip your hat to say good on you like you've got a bit of gumption about you yeah I'm for them but I think the cheesy ones like you can do better right it's like saying hey on a dating app like be a little bit more intriguing oh yeah like if it like just like hey what's up 
Really? So I thought, like, if I'm going to, I want your brutally honest opinion. Right. I no, know I'll you're going to, yeah, you know. Yeah. you're. So this is one, I thought it was quite clever, but on the other hand, it's quite embarrassing. So when I went through this stage of like the dating apps, you know, thinking I was really funny, this, that, and the other, I would just send at that time what I thought was a picture, an emoji of a lime. And then if you'd get like a question mark back or you're like, hi, like, what's that? I'd reply with that. Oh, it's my chat up lime. I thought it was funny. Right. But then it turned out it wasn't a lime. It was a mango. <laughs> oh, so not only I mean, have I just embarrassed myself, like I'm going red now, just telling this story. But yeah. Yeah. No, it was a bit too try hard. That's why, right? You've thought about it and been like, that would be funny. Like that would, it's like in that moment, I, but how many did you send those to? It probably felt like it was just a bit, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you just scattered that out to as many people as might respond. Would I yeah. correct? Like for me, I think I would, <laughs> any You're messages, <laughs> no, no, for me, it would be, it's like the haze, right? It's, they're just looking for who's going to respond quicker to be like, oh, if they're interesting, the lime, I like that, right? If it was, if there was a, if you looked at someone that maybe she was drinking a lime and soda or something, or yeah. I don't know, like some, I think letting someone know that you've read their bio and, or that you've looked at their photos is always a good thing so it's not just like hey i've just sent this to a thousand people i'll see who responds um you're not that special whereas being like oh my god that background looks like yeah um marbella i love that place i haven't been like how are you right it's almost yeah. an acknowledgement of saying hey it's the interest isn't taking it? a Showing bit of time yeah not stalker like that you're like you know narrating do you live at number seven down the road <laughs> right, and they're going to think that you're such an utter weirdo but the ability for them to be able to be like oh like you'd reply to that right normal people yeah yeah you're not going to reply to just the lime bless you though it was the, it was it was the initial starter i think it was too short it was just the equivalent of a hey and i think i'd be like he said no, that to people i haven't haven't used it since the embarrassment, so you'd be glad to know. But I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Especially if it's not it. even yeah, a lime, a mango. It wasn't a lime, it was a mango. How embarrassing. I honestly want to thank you so much for joining me for a waffle because you've you've blew me away. Like, I, my face yes, is yeah. aching. Like, your Yay, story is good. incredible. Exactly. That's how you know it's been a good waffle. Like, my face hurts. <laughs> yeah, so, love that. Yeah. And, you know. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. Literally, this is what I was about to say. Like, anytime you fancy coming for a waffle. And once we start opening up again, I literally, I need to take him for a walk. I need to take George for a walk. <laughs> he just looks like something out of like a Disney film or something. Doesn't it's look just, real, does he? No. Like a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> Gizmo. Gremlin. Oh, do you Giz imagine you? Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him. That's who he's based on. My little friend. Oh, friend in yeah. lockdown. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank it's been an you. absolute pleasure. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the legendary Tina Wilson. Make sure you check out her socials and, of course, the Wingman app. There's still time to vote for us in the British Podcast Awards. And as always, I'll see you next week.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.